This the remix. Started off with Tyler Bischoff from ESPN Radio. You have to score to play with Gonzaga, and we just didn't score enough. I thought, you know, we forced 16 turnovers. We tried to really protect the paint early in the game and kind of turn them into a jump shooting team, at least in transition. And to their credit, you know, Nemhard in particular uh, really made us pay for that. Got a good old-fashioned ass kicking tonight. The Las Vegas Journal Review. Our ball movement against the zone that first half, um, you know, was not good. I let the guys down. You know, I, I didn't have them ready for that zone. I thought we were. But their length and athleticism really bothered us. And, uh, you know, we just we didn't have good ball movement. We took some, you know, the other night our, against Iowa, our ball movement was so good, and we made the extra pass. And, you know, our guys tried to take too many shots off the dribble against that length and, and uh, kind of dug ourselves a hole. Shove it in. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. The Elite Eight starts tonight. You can hear it right here on ESPN Las Vegas starting at 4.15. I do want to get into the Alabama game because Alabama loses to UCLA in overtime. Uh, They did hit the three at the end of regulation to tie that game up and send it to overtime. But um, I got to imagine if you're you're an Alabama basketball fan, this might have been the best Alabama team ever because Alabama they've only been to the elite eight once this is tied for the highest seed Alabama has ever gotten and they lose in the sweet 16 in a game where they shot 44 percent from the free throw line and 25 percent from three and I'm assuming Ed muted himself NATO has a great team saw earlier in the year uh, in Asheville North Carolina and uh, you must have loved how they played all year, though, uh, how they shot and how ton of threes they took. Um, and, you know, again, credit UCLA. We can talk about what happened there at the end of regulation. I'd like to get your thoughts on that in terms of UCLA being up two and uh, up three and not fouling uh, or trying to foul. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I actually thought when the kid hit the shot um, that they might carry it over. But you and I are on the same page on that. Momentum does not exist. And uh, you got to credit UCLA for coming back there and, and winning that game. Yeah, I, I love the way Alabama played all season because Nate Oates is like what TJ Otzelberger kind of promised he was going to do when he came to UNLV, which is you're going to run a lot, you're going to shoot a lot of threes and a lot of layups. Um, Alabama this year, though, were, they were phenomenal defensively. And offensively, they were one of the most volatile teams in the country because they shot a lot of threes. But they were kind of an average three-point shooting team as far as percentage of makes. So they would have, like, just in the the second round, they made 50% of their threes and made, like, 16 of them, I think it was. And then they make only seven and shoot 25% in the Sweet 16. And that's sort of the the high volatility that Alabama's offense gave this season. They're they're sort of the perfect example of the NCAA tournament, where you can have a great shooting night, and that's the reason you win. And then you have a terrible shooting night, and that's the reason you lost. So... I, I love the way they played. I, I had them. They were one of my Final Four teams because of that. I thought they could have had a chance to actually beat Gonzaga because they're good defensively, and if they hit 50% of their threes, then they're that's going to be really hard to beat, even if you're the best team in college basketball. But they blew it with horrible shooting from the free throw line and three-point range, and that's sort of the perfect example of the NCAA tournament where – it's single elimination. You have one bad shooting night, or just your opponent has one great shooting night, and your season's over, and what you did before that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, um, I'll, you know, 
the and I know it got a lot of Twitter play. I get that. Let me ask you this: one uh, at the end of regulation, I actually thought uh, Bama ran a good play to create space. So I don't really know if Cronin was trying to foul or they ran such a good play, created space they couldn't get to. I want to ask you this though because I I just am I'm amazed. Not even that you don't foul or foul, whatever. I mean, I would still foul. Why do you think people don't guard the inbounds? Like, you can go all the way back to the Leitner shot. I know you can run the baseline and all that. I don't understand why you don't put someone of, of length and height at the baseline and guard the inbounds to at least obscure someone's view. Like, I've never understood that, especially when they're down three. Well, if if you're, well, no, I, I'd say if you're down, th- if you're up three. Up three, I'm sorry, up three, I apologize. Up if, three. You're, if you're up three and you're going to foul, I wouldn't guard the inbound either. I'd let him throw it in and then just foul the guy who catches it. Like, was it that good of a play drawn up then? Because they did create some space. I thought the play well, was good. It was almost like the Loyola Chicago player. I'm sorry, not the Loyola Chicago play. Um, who am I thinking? Oh, the, the Oral Roberts. I thought he drew up a great play to get that kid that look. But, um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. Here's the, like, Alabama, it, it was a fine play, but UCLA had a chance to foul Alabama. At mid They dribbled the ball across half court. Yeah. And... They inbounded the ball with four seconds left, so it, it they should have taken the foul like as soon as it went in. Like if there was twenty seconds left, right? You don't want to foul when there's no. You don't foul no because no because you're extending the game. But yeah. when you're under five, you foul like this as yeah. soon as you get the chance to foul. And they had two defenders there, and neither one of them tried to foul. Yeah, the they guy didn't try. Half court. Yeah. Now once maybe the plan was to foul later in the clock when they got closer to the three-point line but well, once he passes the ball the the whoever the defender was was nowhere near his man no. for some reason but yeah like, he was nowhere near when there's under five seconds you just take the foul as soon as they end yeah. it because okay now there's three seconds left and you make them both as long as we get the rebound we're good to go so it was yeah, interesting because the two guys at midcourt i don't know if they lost communication or what but they both kind of stood there and yeah. that's when I'm like, did they tell these guys to foul? You have to foul that situation. But they kind of looked at each other like, which one was supposed to foul? It, it was not a good break. And like you said, once he catches it, you can try to close out, but you better not get near him and like lose on yeah. a four-point play. Oh, man, that would have been brutal. But oh, I just – Brutal. Yeah, I mean, you, you foul in that situation. And I'll, I'll say this, Ed. I, the, the whole fouling up three, like right. I love that it's such a big conversation and almost oh, everyone agrees with it now. Because right. that's analytics influencing what you do in a basketball game. Like that's like the reason that exists is because somebody sat down and said, "Well, yes. if we foul yeah, up three, we're going to win ninety nine percent of the time. If we don't foul up three, we're only going to win ninety percent of the time." Or like that. That's basically how that became something coaches do: fouling up three because it, it increases your chances of winning by nine or ten percent or whatever well, it is. That's analytics, and everybody's on board with it. And I'm pumped about it. Was that? I think it was at his. Was that his only make all day? The, oh, he the guy who made it. He, I don't know. Was yeah. it? He he didn't he didn't shoot well at all. And then, like I said, a four point play. The way Alabama was shooting, the poor kid would have bricked the free throw, and they would have gone <laughs> overtime anyway because they couldn't make a damn free throw all day, which was staggering. I mean, you make and you know two or three more. I get all that. You always say that. Hey, if you would have made your free throws, but um, yeah, I thought that last play was fascinating in the regulation. I I see what you're saying in terms of if you're going to foul, don't guard the inbounds. Um, and, and I thought it was a good play drawn up, but I just thought I, I, I'd love to know. I didn't, I did not read Cronin's quotes afterwards. I have no idea. I'm sure he was asked, were you going to foul? I don't know if he threw his kids into the bus or what he said. It really didn't matter at that point. They won the game. Now, had he lost the game, then you really would have had people going after him. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, we got I mean, two games tonight. Houston, Oregon State, Baylor, Arkansas. How's your flag doing, by the way? Your Baylor flag. Okay, so okay, the other day the wind the wind got pretty pretty bad. <laughs> okay. And I I got home I got home from the gym and I walk in the house and the flag is in the corner of the room and on top of the table <laughs> is the broken off bracket that the flag had to be like, you know, held up by. And I look at Bonnie and I'm like, what happened? She goes, that thing crashed to the ground. She goes, that thing got blown up. I said, well, you know, I mean, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't put gas in the car, never mind a hand a flag. So she's the one who hung it up there. I have no mechanical ability. I go, that's on you. She goes, me, why weren't you up there? I go, I can't climb a ladder. I have no chance of doing any of this stuff. So the whole house is blaming her. And at this point, I think Tristan said, just forget about it. When I, you know, he's going to get it, go to PhD. He goes, I'll just take it with me and wrap it around myself or something. And uh, there we go. It's, it's still in the corner right now, broken. Yeah. So yeah. the flag was too big to hang up. Yes. Yes. It was too me. big to stay up. Yes. That's you how pathetic a, this thing was. You should leave a review on Amazon saying this flag <laughs> yes. is too big. It broke off of my house. Yes. It tore down my entire house. My wall is gone in my house because this flag I should do that and I would big. click on four more things. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the games tonight. And I, I've had a hard time trying to figure out. Which team I think is a bigger fraud right now between Arkansas and Oregon State? Because Arkansas in this NCAA tournament has trailed by 10 or more yes. points in every single game. And they've come yeah. back to win them all. Even their last game against Oral Roberts, they're up two. Oral Roberts has to go the length of the floor in four seconds. And they give up an open three to the leading scorer in the entire oh, country. That so was the, and that was like, another good shot. Everyone knows who the number one option on the floor yes. is in Arkansas. Let that guy get an open yes. three. It's not like some bum took an open three. The leading scorer in the entire country got an open three. Arkansas is a massive fraud. But Oregon State, like, okay, do you know the three-point percentage of Oregon State's opponents in this NCAA tournament? Tennessee shot 5 of 26. Oklahoma State shot 8 of 29. And Loyola shot 5 of 23. Oregon State's opponents have hit 23% of their threes in this NCAA tournament. And it's not because Oregon State's some unbelievably great defense. Just nobody's hit threes against them. Both of these teams are frauds. I think they're both losing by 15 tonight. I think I'll say Oregon State's more of a fraud. I'm glad they got that. I think it's a cool story. I mean, I, it's a cool story. They were one missed free throw away, or UCLA missed a free throw. They're not even in this thing. Um Play, they don't play Air Force's system, but they sure run things slow. Um, and maybe that's on – maybe Tinkle has to do that because they're just not as good as other people. Um, I, I Houston's really good, though. I didn't – you know, we didn't see – I don't know about you. I didn't watch Houston a lot. I didn't, like, seek out their games this year. So I haven't seen them other than in this tournament. They're pretty good. Like, I was like, when they blitz Syracuse like that, I'm like, man, they, they just blitzed them. They took Bayheim completely out of it. So I'm with you on the Syracuse, uh, excuse me, on the Houston side beating Oregon State. And here's the thing: if if Arkansas gets down ten to those Baylor guards, they have, it's not going to happen. And Arkansas won, beat Oral Roberts by going one of nine on three. If they do that against Baylor, they have no chance. So <laughs> I would think Baylor wins. Um, Arkansas is a weird team though, and Musselman's you know he's about to take the shirt off and he's climbing on like tables and stuff. So he's got the those kids believe it. I just I don't think they can deal with those those guards. Oh, this is the game, right? If they win this one, he takes his shot, oh, right? Final four? He might take more than the shirt. That oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Come oh, on. Let's calm down there. Let's not take too much <laughs> off there. 
this this is it. We I don't think we've seen it. We haven't seen. He, no. We saw him no. uh, drop the toothpaste on the floor in the locker room when they played Colgate, but yeah. I don't think we we haven't seen the yeah. shirt come off yet for Eric Musselman. So <laughs> the dental parlay going. Yeah, oh God, Jesus, <laughs> the dental parlay again. Unbelievable. Uh, All right, no, coming I, up next, I'm with you. It's Bischoff's briefs, but first, William Hill still giving you a free fifty bucks to bet. You can do it tonight on the Elite Eight. Just sign up for a new mobile sports account and use the promo code GET50. That is G-E-T-5-0. And when you make a minimum of $50 in sports bets, you'll get a free 50 bucks in your account from William Hill. So you get a free $50 and you can place all your bets straight from your phone. It's Bet50, Get50 from William Hill. Just remember that promo code, GET50. For more details, visit WilliamHill.us. Bischoff's Briefs. Throwing out random numbers authoritatively is the best way to pass as a baseball expert. Bischoff's Briefs. By the way, it's commendable how many baseball players care so deeply about the equal rights amendment. Bischoff's Briefs. Somebody get me some antibiotics because that ball is gonorrhea. Bischoff's Briefs. All right, Bischoff's Briefs today. We are going to fix the end of college basketball games because the end of close college basketball games are pretty terrible. Like the end of Alabama UCLA was brutal. Great finish as far as a close game and the the drama that surrounded it with a three near the end and missed free throws that led to it all. But the stoppages at the end of college basketball games are brutal. And there's three reasons that games get slowed down and stopped. Number one is we review things like whether or not the ball hit off John Petty's shorts as it bounced out of bounds, which is a hilarious review. Number two is the necessity of fouling when a team is losing towards the end of the game. And number three is coaches calling timeouts. Now, I'm willing to live with reviews, but we need to speed them up a little bit. The fouling in late game scenarios, just put in the Elam ending. If you give us the Elam ending, no team is ever going to foul when they're losing because the Elam ending discourages that because the Elam ending takes the clock away and you're just trying to come back and win the game. So give us the Elam ending and that'll fix a lot of these problems. But in college basketball specifically, the other issue that has to be fixed here is timeouts taken by coaches. We need to ban timeouts in college basketball. Coaches abuse them, they can't be trusted with them, and they should have their timeouts taken away. Because coaches call way too many damn timeouts at the end of games. And I'll give you I'll give you the end of the first half of a game as an example. If you watched Baylor and Villanova, the end of the first half, Villanova has the ball with four seconds left, and they've got to go the length of the court to try and score. Villanova calls timeouts to set up a play of some sorts. CBS goes to commercial. CBS comes back from commercial. And Baylor calls timeout after seeing how Villanova lined up on the floor to figure out how they're going to try to defend it. So CBS goes to another commercial. We spent about five minutes trying to play the last four seconds of that half. And the the resulting play after two timeouts, the resulting play was Villanova inbounded it. One guy dribbled the length of the floor and shot a contested three. There was not a single pass or screen set on that play, despite having two timeouts to figure out what to do. Coaches cannot be trusted with timeouts. Timeouts need to be banned. So you take away timeouts from college coaches altogether. I'm not even giving them like one, one per half, one per game. No, you get zero timeouts. 
The entire game, you get zero timeouts because you can't be trusted with them. We're banning timeouts. We're bringing in the Elam ending. And I don't know what to do with reviews. I'll have to figure that out later. But those two things, Elam ending and ban timeouts, will make college basketball infinitely better. One person who absolutely agrees with you in my house on the Baylor game, as my wife sat watching, said, didn't they just take a timeout? <laughs> my mom! My mom did the same thing! Yes. They're like, didn't they just take a timeout? I'm like, yes, but now the other team is taking it. That makes like, no sense. Why were they fat? Why are they fouling? Why are they fouling? Just run a play. <laughs> yep. It makes no sense, she said. And I said, no, it really doesn't. Bishop, uh, Tyler Bischoff, popular with the popular yeah, with the ladies. Yeah, All right. The wives right. and the moms. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I just like that's a the, t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> College basketball. The is like the NCAA tournament. We love the NCAA tournament because you get upsets and because you get like close finishes. Like you, you get buzzer beaters, you get end of game scenarios. But the way college basketball is currently constructed, those scenarios end up sucking more often than not. That Alabama UCLA game was it was a pain to watch the end of it, and it was a fascinating end. Like it was a fascinating finish to that game, but it was a pain to watch because there's so many damn stoppages in this sport and I don't know that it would fix it entirely, but if we can ban coaches from calling timeouts, we're going to go a long way into fixing that. At least at least in the NBA, when they call timeouts late in games, it's to move the ball. You get to advance the ball up to the uh, front court, and you get a much better shot at taking a good shot as opposed to having to dribble the length of the floor. In college basketball, guys are just calling timeouts for the hell of it. I hate, like, guys call timeouts after their team makes a shot. It's like, what? You don't need to set up your damn defense. Tell them beforehand what your defense is. It can't be that uh, hard. Like I, it, it just annoys the hell out of me that these games are they're so good, and then the final two minutes, it's just a disaster. You, uh, you bring up a point I was going to ask you about because I've seen uh, going back to Oscar Robertson's better than Jordan. Jordan's better than LeBron. Oh God! Are people who, who hate the idea that college would adopt the advance the ball rule? Um, I've gone back and forth on it. Um, I'd like to see better shots, I guess, at the end where you really have to defend someone more so than, look, if they're going to do what Alabama did, then you're just going to say, okay, you just go to overtime, and then the kid made an incredible shot. So where do you stand on advancing it? So it's uh, it's not necessarily fair that if no, we're no. late in a game, yeah, like if we're late no. in a game and I make a shot with two and a half right. seconds left to take the lead, that you can sure. simply call a timeout and you get to move the ball half the length of the floor. Right. right. Like that's not necessarily fair when at any other point in the game you've got to dribble up the entire mm-hmm. length of the floor. Yeah. But it increases the entertainment value of the sport. It increases right. the end of game entertainment. And I am okay with that. If we're going to still have timeouts, which I don't think anybody's going to jump on board my ban timeouts in college basketball, but if we're still going to have them, I'd say put in the advance rule. Because if you put in the advance rule, at least the end of game scenarios, at least we sit through a timeout to then see a team draw up a play in the front court and not sure. draw up a play to try to dribble all the way up the floor and shoot a runner from half court, right? So. If we're going to have timeouts, absolutely put the advance rule in. What's funny is the women's college basketball has the advance rule. Like, they they do. Like, you can you call a timeout in the last minute of a women's college basketball game, you can advance the ball up the floor. It's just like the NBA and the WNBA. So hmm. it's here in women's college basketball. Now, 
what annoys the hell out of me is if you watch some of the women's college basketball, the players don't know. They they like don't, they're not aware that if they call if they catch a rebound and call a timeout with four seconds left, they get to move the ball to the floor. I can't remember who was playing. It was the Baylor Michigan women's game. Somebody okay. shot it from half court with five seconds left. Not only did oh. they shoot it from half court with five seconds left, they they had a timeout. They could have called timeout and moved the ball from under the basket all the way up the floor and then run a play. But but they didn't. They just dribbled it up and shot it from half court. And I'm like, no, call the damn timeout. And you get to move it off the floor. So yeah. it exists in women's college basketball. For some reason, some teams like aren't aware of it or something like that. But absolutely, if we're going to have timeouts, let them advance it because that increases the entertainment late in games. So you'd say no timeouts in the last minute? Oh, no timeouts the whole game. You don't get them the entire game. You get four what? media timeouts per half. What do you need? Oh, 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 you're going beyond the media stuff. Oh, I. You okay. have the media timeouts. Obviously, sixteen, gotta, eleven, yeah, whatever three, yeah, under yeah. sixteen, under yeah, every four oh. minutes you get a media timeout. Yeah. You don't need to call your own timeouts. You don't. As a head coach, you get zero. You do not get to call a single timeout the entire game. There are four oh. media timeouts <laughs> each half. That's what you get. Deal with it. You don't need oh. to call timeouts. Why on earth could do you, you call timeouts? Could you see? Not that this just in breaking news. Coaches can be somewhat controlling. Uh, can you see some of the combustion on that so sidelines if some of these nut jobs couldn't call timeout and they had to wait till the next media? That would be, be that'd be that'd be hilarious just in itself to watch yeah. them screaming and turning red because they can't draw something up and have complete control over these guys. Right. Here's here's a novel concept. Trust your players a little bit. Give your players a chance to do something without you having to tell them every six seconds what they're supposed to do. Put a little faith in the guys you recruited and put out on the floor. Stop trying to call a timeout every six seconds to do something. I just Man. no no timeouts. No, as, as a coach, you can see I'm banning them completely. No chance. Not even I don't even want the players calling them. I don't want players on the floor calling a timeout because they don't. No, sorry, you're on the floor with the ball. Figure it out. You don't get to call a timeout and bail yourself out. You screwed. You got to You're screwed. Sorry. You just put Jared, yourself in a Jared? Bad spot. Jared, you listening? Yeah. Why? I mean, yet another re- yet another reason we don't need him being a parent. I mean, why? What? <laughs> what? what is that? There's parents. There's there's tough love, and then there's figure it out. You're on the floor. Jeez, get me prepared. Figure right. it out. I mean, I why honestly, I will say, place? <laughs> he probably his kids will while being just miserable people yeah. <laughs> will be the ones that you're like well when the when he has the ball he knows what the, he's like well there's no t- i don't play for the timeout that's right go go score uh, what do you call the timeout who was for? the who was the quarterback whose dad basically just wrecked him well todd marinovich yeah marinovich. yeah that's okay yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's yeah. i see that in tyler's yeah. future <laughs> well, I'm not having a kid to begin with, so that's okay. Here, here's okay. Here's my last point on why timeout should be banned. The word itself is timeout, right? It means you're doing something because of the clock. You're trying to stop right, the clock right. from it's running. Trying to stop it. Yeah. We see that in football. That's why t- teams use timeouts in football is to stop the clock from running. No coach has ever called a timeout in basketball to stop the clock from running. They call the timeout because they want to tell their players exactly what to do. It's stupid. We should not have them. You don't get a mini coaching session just because you have timeouts left. No, not allowed anymore. Completely banned. Let's fix this sport so it's actually watchable in the last two minutes. And Jared's not watching with his mom, and she's yelling, didn't they just go to commercial? Well, that was... I'm excited to see how this happens. 
Okay. Ban it. Man. Every every coach we have on from here on out, I'm telling them, hey, we need to ban timeouts just to see what their response is. Jeez. The, the only thought that popped into my head is, do we think Tyler would get a vasectomy live on the air? I think UNLV is <laughs> offering free vasectomies. Can we sponsor it? Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> is there any chance? Like, you and I will split the money, and Tyler makes sure he never has a kid. <laughs> Why are you guys splitting the money? Well, you're getting yeah, something I mean, out of it. Yeah. You're getting something out of it. You're you're guaranteeing. Well, you're, you're losing your something desire. out of it. But well, yeah. But you're also guaranteeing I mean, the desire to never have kids. I mean, listen. I think I will get the free vasectomy and all of the sponsorship money as well. <laughs> and the, can we can we play the vasectomy clip from Tyler right after uh, one of the open doors? <laughs> like back to back. All right, and then, and then add a bet MGM. <laughs> Let's throw. Well, I was thinking Cofield right after, but all right. Um, Kevin Martin joins us next. <laughs> and I think Anthony Davis is starting to recognize. You know what? I may be the best player on the floor. No pun intended, Steph Curry. It's the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, so we don't have Kevin E. Martin yet. Who should I blame, Ed? Should I get the blame for this, for putting the wrong number in our rundown for Jared to call? Uh, no, because he was still able to call it during the break. So, I mean, it's not... Uh, so we can blame He Kevin still was e. able to call it early. Absolutely, we're blaming Okay. Absolutely. No that's, that's all I wanted, was to be yeah. able to blame Kevin e. Um Yeah. I don't know. Are we going to get Kevin e? I texted her to ask her sure. if she's ready to go, and she didn't respond. She'd be a great guest. So. Played college basketball. She'd be a great guest to ask about all this basketball, advancing the ball, no timeouts, all of that. She'd be great. Brutal. Where is Kevin e. Martin? How are we getting know. stood up by Kevin e? this, uh, this is no uh, fun. What are you going to do? I think, I, I think we should blame you for that one, though. Live from the Suez Canal, the uh, boat has moved, so everyone's back in uh, motion there. So that, that's uh, the biggest news of the day. Did you see the video the of moved. the of the Egyptians on the little boat that freed the, the big boat? <laughs> no, were they, they going were crazy? Pumped. They were pumped. They were more <laughs> excited than like Tom Brady on a boat after winning the Super Bowl. Oh God, it was uh, uh, who last week they had like a like a tractor three by five tractor trying to move that thing, which is like this isn't working out very well. They had that picture of like that small track. I'm like, I don't think this is moving this thing an inch. Never mind, like out of uh, out of from being stuck. It, it's like who's who's in charge of this? Where's the engineer? Did you? Uh, uh, let me ask you this. Did you know what the Suez Canal was before last week? The passageway? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, I was more I was more shocked that it got stuck and it took so long to move it. That was. I mean, that was like staggering to me. Uh, that they couldn't in 2021, whether it's with engineers or technology, whatever, that it took this long. I thought that was very fascinating. Um, I would not have wanted to been on the uh, cargo ships behind carrying very important resources. Uh, that is the reason we've had gas prices spiking and other things spiking. So I wouldn't have wanted to been those guys. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I was amazed it took this long. It's all you always hear this. Why can't you do something in 2021? And it was just amazing that they didn't seem to have any clue how to dislodge it. Like I'm like, who's in charge here? Like who brought out the tractor? Like that that's not good. Um, so that, thank goodness. You don't think moved. there was? You don't think there was a plan in place ahead of time of what happens if a no. giant <laughs> boat gets stuck 
sideways no. in our canal. <laughs> well, no. Think about being in that meeting and you're the person who just designed this canal and they're just like, yeah, but what if what if a boat gets stuck? A <laughs> boat's not gonna get stuck. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? There's no evergreen barge that's gonna be stuck in the side of this thing. Oh man, I was, uh, I was well. It's moving now, so good for uh, good for the uh, good for the waterway, I guess. Okay, I do have another college basketball fun fact for you. Um, so Houston, they're going to play a 12 seed in the Elite Eight, and Houston, right. all of the teams they play before the Final Four are double-digit seeds, mm-hmm. um, which is which is interesting because that's never happened before for a team to get to the Final Four only playing double-digit seeds but to go back to comparing this year to the 1990s do you know how easy unlv's path was to the national championship in 1990 um well you can remind me of who they played if we go by seeds here they were a one seed so obviously they get a 16 seed to start right Uh, that was little rock they played an eight seed in round two in ohio state but their sweet 16 matchup was against ball state who was 12th in that region and their elite eight matchup was against Loyola Marymount Loyola Marymount yeah 11th in that region now Ball State gave them the best game of pretty much anybody in that tournament mm-hmm. Loyola Marymount yeah. was probably underseeded as an 11 seed that year uh but that was their path to the final four a 16 and 8 a 12 and 11 and then once they got to the final four they did the, the highest seed they played was a three seed in Duke their final four matchup was a four seed in Georgia Tech, and then Duke was a three seed in the national championship game. Uh, There have only been two teams that have won a national championship without beating a a one or a two seed the entire time. Uh, UNLV in 1990 and Virginia in 2019, the last team to win a national championship, because Virginia went 16-9-12, and then they beat a three seed, a five seed, and another three seed in the title game. So UNLV had one of the easiest runs to a national championship we've ever seen. Uh, should I be concerned that 10 minutes after she's supposed to be on, Kevin e. Martin just retweeted our roundup? <laughs> I mean, I've called her three times with the number. Should I oh, call it out? Call it out. Should I just, should I be in, in she just retweeted the rundown. Uh, ten minutes after we have called to be you five yeah. times and Jeez. some other random number a couple times because I gave wow. Jared the wrong number. Answer the phone, Kevin. Stop wow. tweeting. She's now retweeting <laughs> the rundown. Ten minutes into it, it's like this is this was your time. If you retweet the rundown, you should say, "Wait a minute, nine thirty at Kevin e. Martin." That's, that's me. <laughs> Kevin. E. Oh, it's beautiful. Kevin. E. There you go. There you go. She is she. Did she think we were kidding that we were calling? She just retweeted us. I don't know. <laughs> I know oh. I'm questioning myself. Was I texting the right person yesterday? Well, but I mean, even if you if you weren't, she retweeted it. Wouldn't she maybe text and say, "Am I supposed to be on this show?" Because I just retweeted myself at nine thirty. I get. I mean, I texted her five six minutes ago. Now, just saying, <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Who are you really texting? Did Kevin e throw her phone out the window and she's just like on her laptop retweeting, uh, wondering I, why she's not talking to us? I assume that she's up in the mountains. And so she probably she may have retweeted that at like 6 a.m. And she just got cell service for like eight <laughs> seconds. 
So we're going to see 19 uh, pictures of her dog and then that retweet and then, yeah, no selfies. Yeah, it doesn't, when they retweet, it doesn't say the time. They just say it retweeted. Uh, Brutal from wow. Kevin e. Martin. Dog mom to Reggie, uh, trail runner and former Hooper at Monmouth, uh, has not uh, joined us yet. So here, here's my question, our on-air show planning. Do we try to have Kevin e on tomorrow? Well, we have her now. We... Oh, we oh, have Ke- oh, Kevin e. thanks for Kevin Thanks e. for showing up. What the hell's going on, Kevin? E? Thanks for showing in. Jeez. You know, we have four minutes. Oh, I do. I'm fashionably late. Yeah. Fashionably you're... late. You, you almost missed the entire segment. <laughs> segment. No. 9.45 was what I was told. And oh. So in broadcast language, I'm early. Not, you retweeted 9:45. What are you, you talking re- about? You retweeted the rundown that said 9:30. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Yeah, you retweeted yeah. it. You just I'm did looking, it. I'm looking at the text I sent you that said, "Would you like okay. to come on the you show did. at 9:30?" Come I'm on! Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I have. I have no. Okay, I just read the text. I have no excuse now. Wow. Absolutely no excuse. <laughs> so wait, I you apologize. Ag- you agreed. I to let come- you down. I let you down. <laughs> You you agreed to come on without reading the text? No, I thought <laughs> I read the text. I just read the wrong time in the text. Oh man! Okay. Well, we got no. the retweet out of it. Yeah, that's all we wanted. <laughs> we got, we got that's, all, that's all we really cared about was the retweet. So there you go. All right, Kevin. For the for the for the two minutes we have here, how do you feel about the end of basketball games with how many timeouts and reviews and stoppages there are? Uh, takes the joy and fun out of it, right? Like, Thank you. It's just, I mean, I totally get it. You got to get it right. But if we're talking about a 15-minute delay or 10-minute delay with reviews and timeouts and, man, just figure it out. There has to be a better way. Uh, yeah, it totally takes it, like, takes the wind out of the sails, especially, I mean, we're talking about March Madness and, um yeah, for these games to have that type of delay at the end. And as a player, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, you have all this energy, all this adrenaline running through you, and now you're standing around waiting for a review. Yeah, it, I think, I mean, it could affect the outcome of the game with just the way it changes, you know, the adrenaline and the excitement running through these players. So Tyler so, got you on here for four minutes so that you could just agree with him. Yes, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's all we needed. That is all we needed. I, well, you know what? The worst part of this is I'm never going to live this down, ever. Like, no. the fact that I thought it was 9.45 and it was actually 9.30, and I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> so I hope this doesn't happen when they throw to you at the Golden Knights game and there's nobody on camera. <laughs> like, that wouldn't be good. Let's go to Kevin e. Martin to live at T-Mobile Arena, and there's just like a shot of the ice. It's like, what? What? Was I ready to go? So it's never uh, happened, but, um, I mean, after today, I guess anything's possible. <laughs> how's, how's Reggie? How's Reggie doing? Reggie's doing amazing. We're still working on those credentials. Um, he's just sunbathing right now. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on that front. I, it's not looking too good right now, but, I mean, I'm trying to sell them on just having a dog up there would just bring spirits up, I feel like. <laughs> it would. It would be very good. I'll, yeah, I'll give nice. you... Kevin, I'll give you this piece of advice. If uh, if the next time you come on with us and you're late or something, just just tell us you got distracted playing with Reggie, and we'll be perfectly fine. With yeah, that, right. that, that would yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> that, if you if 
Yeah, if you had gone with that excuse, we'd have been like, oh, perfect. Reggie is way more important than us. So uh, use that in the future. You'll get you'll get a lot further. Thanks, Kevin, for the five Thanks. minutes we got to talk Thanks to you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it was great. Thanks. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Added a lot to the show. That was nice. Good. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh. See you, Kevin. Oh, that See you later. Good. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, I enjoyed that, good. that. I think I, you, you know what we should do. Uh, the next time we have her on, I'll tell her like nine thirty, but then we'll just pretend like she's supposed to come on at nine fifteen. Yeah. So w- what yeah. happened? That'll be okay. Good. Except you next just... time, she's definitely gonna pick up my call, and so I'll put her on at nine fifteen, and you'll be like, "All right, Kevin, you just sit through Bishop's brief." <laughs> I don't know. It's well. Listen, it sounds like it sounds like she throws her phone away unless she's expecting a call right at nine forty five. Went to voicemail a lot. She does see. Well, I mean, she's probably very busy, and she has it on do not disturb, and that or she blocked the number that we call her from. Which you know, that's also fair. If I had nine missed calls from a random number, I'd be like, all right, creepy. <laughs> well, Kevity Martin, all all five minutes of Kevity Martin. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next time when she joins us for four minutes. All right. Coming up next, I don't know what we're doing in the last segment. Find out with me. We could shag Pagger for the last uh, for the last week and a half of the uh, NCAA tournament. Oh yes, Ed. Do you know what we did to Shang Pang? Uh, if you ask him about the NCAA tournament, I would like to hear it. <laughs> well, find out next what we did to Shang Pang last year. Thanks to Kevin E. Martin for joining us for approximately five minutes. Um, Ed, to uh, to let you know on what we did to Shang Peng two years ago, we would have Shang Peng on during the Golden Knights Sharks playoff series that went seven right. games. We had him on every single day on Technically Correct, but every single day for two minutes. So we basically treated it like a power play, and we'd have it on for two minutes, and we would hang up the phone on Shang Peng at two minutes. Like when he, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. If he was in the middle of a sentence, we hung up the phone on Shang Peng <laughs> at two minutes. So what happened is because it went seven games and this was like a, whatever, 12, 13 day, uh, thing here by about day five and six, Shang started to get really good at knowing when that two minutes was coming and he'd wrap up his point right before the end and it'd get to oh. where he would, he would get me cut off by the two minutes yep. trying to ask him a question. Yes, yeah, that happened a couple times. <laughs> that is solid. Well, how how long did it take? He didn't do it the first day. He had to like move into it. In oh no, of, the oh, first day well I did. hung up. I believe like we hung up on him in the middle like, of a sentence. Like I told Shang what we were going to do, but I don't know that he believed we were actually going to hang up on him. And we pro- uh, it, it probably took fool. him. Yeah, we probably did it about three or four times, and then he started to get get better at it, and then eventually end his sentences sort of to where I would need to ask another question, yeah. or there'd just be silence for like four seconds before we hung up on him. So that was yeah, that was a lot of fun doing that with Shang every day. Who locally would we want to do that with now? I mean, so I don't, to, I don't know if we could do it do we with do Kevin. Well, yeah. I mean, we could do it with Kevin, but she wouldn't answer. Somebody, yeah, the we second, actually, the second day we get do it, phone. the second yeah. day we do yeah. it, we, we would. I mean, it would almost have to be someone. Um, we know would answer. Yeah, like someone. We we who's our saddest friend? 
As Wait, can we do it to can we do it to Darren Millard? Oh, oh, that would be good. I That'd mean, be good, Millsy. Oh man, he would he would figure it out though. He'd be like Shang three three days in. Jared would be hanging up on us. He would uh he he would figure it out pretty fast what we were doing and and how how to how to uh, combat that. That'd be pretty good though. He'd play along. He I think he'd play along with it. Yeah, I think he's the one I, I would want to hang up on the most though. Yeah, but well, no, of course. I'm talking like, could we get coaches and stuff like non-media people? That would be. Oh bad. my God, you want to hang up on coaches two minutes in? Oh, it'd be great. I mean, it would be pretty fun to just be like, be "All right, Kevin, we want to do a daily thing with you, but don't worry, it'll only take two minutes, literally two minutes." <laughs> the, the first radio interview Kevin Kruger does after being named head coach, we hung up on him after two minutes. <laughs> oh. Good job, guys. <laughs> wow. I mean, it well, would, it'd be very on brand for us. Except that instead it would be me accidentally hanging up on him because the phone rang while he was on the air and I accidentally hit a button. I'll be, I'll the second, the second question, the second question, Tyler would time it at like one fifty-seven and say, "Why'd you block me, Arroyo?" And before he talked, Jared would just cut him off. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like he, he would just end it like right there. Why'd you block me, Arroyo? Boom, it's over. That'd All be right. awesome. The Royals Jared, never coming on this show. You get no, nuts. No. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Jared, I, I want to make you sad for a minute. Um, Tim Kirkshin wrote a story where he went through every baseball team and gave just like a couple of, a couple of sentences on why like you should be excited about your team. And like the Dodgers, it's like maybe they can have the best DRA in, in however many years in baseball. Like somebody like the Braves is because Freddie Freeman is so good. Right. There's a lot of things like why you should be excited. Here's the Chicago Cubs and why you should be excited about the Cubs season. Newest Cubs starting pitcher Trevor Williams' father is a huge Cubs fan. As a teenager, he was an usher at Wrigley Field. Yep. Wow. <laughs> That's the fact. No, there's That's some the there's fact? some there's some more like quotes like my dad is over the moon. He's so happy oh he gets God. to go to Wrigley Field. Like <laughs> uh, Wow. I'm telling you, the the amount of owners that have figured out that basically wait, we don't have to put a good team on the field. Yeah. We can oh, just a lot of be the Cleveland yeah. baseball team and like every third year we'll make the wild card. Yeah. Okay. That seems yeah. fine. And it's just like, good lord. Jared, the reason, the reason you should be excited about your team this year is I'm going to get gratuitous. A former, a former usher gets to come back to Wrigley and watch his. I, I'm going to get gratuitous <laughs> shots on the Marquee Network because God you... knows we don't need WGN to have those rights anymore, even though they've had them for forty freaking years. Is I'm reading a story about uh, uh, the five players who could be better than Mike Trout this year. Did you guys know that baseball is like hockey and there's nicknames? Oh God, yeah. Who's got a nickname? Mike, Who's got a well? Good Mike one? Trout has the Milver the Millville Meteor, kid with nine eyes, Trouty, God of War, and Kingfish. All all uh, nicknames of Mike Trout. I didn't know there were that nick many nicknames this, in baseball as there are of uh, hockey. This reminds me of one of the things I used to do when I get really, really bored. And by really, really bored, I mean I may have been overserved. And you get <laughs> on Basketball Reference and you go to like good like guys' nicknames and you go, "Who is calling him the Slim Reaper?" <laughs> 
Like, that has got to be the most local radio Texas yes. nickname yeah. for Kevin Durant I've ever heard. Because I've <laughs> never heard anyone call him the Slim Reaper. Uh, has anyone called Mike Trout? Did you say Kingfish? Kingfish, God of War, Trouty, hockey name, Kid with uh, Five Eyes, and the, Mil- the Millville Meteor. I've I've probably heard God of War before because he has a really good wins above replacement. Um, I've not heard Trouty. Trouty's just the hockey eyes stylized version. Yeah, I, is he fr- is Millville a town that he's from? I don't. Know I'd assume that's where he's from. I'd assume that's where he's from. That's a, is that in South Jersey? But what the hell is Kingfish? I don't know what Kingfish is. Oh God! Why, we why ask these questions every. Why? What is with this show? And with like forty seconds left in it, we are like, "What's fishing?" What you supposed you supposed to shut us <laughs> off at that point and just go to commercials? <laughs> just I mean, just like I, the last two weeks, we've had random fish related content near the end oh, of an hour. Bang. Oh, we're idiots! It's because his last name is Trout, isn't it? Oh, oh, come on! Wow, come we on. are dumb. The fish, we the fish parlay. We fish are parlay. starting this Man. Monday out like every other Monday. This yeah. is right. not who, good. Who, who else is named by a fish? I'll do a fish parlay on the MVP. Jeez, catfish. Wow. Oh, tune in tomorrow to find out all baseball players named after fish. <laughs>